Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Greg Maturi, currently the pastor of St. Dominic's Parish in Youngstown. Welcome, Father. Great to be here, Tim. It's great to have you here. We've uh, been talking about the virtues, and today we're going to talk about the three supernatural virtues. So question 305 of the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, asks, what are the three supernatural virtues? Yeah, we talk about the three supernatural virtues or theological virtues as faith, hope, and love. And they're called theological virtues uh, or supernatural virtues because they put us in direct contact with God. In fact... Because of faith, hope, and love, we will not be any closer to God in heaven than we are right now. In other words, the theological virtues put us in immediate contact with God. We actually enjoy his presence now. We don't see him. Uh, We live by faith, which means we don't have sight. But um, we are in constant contact with him through... uh, through faith, hope, and love, of course. Love is the greatest of the three. Love unites us directly. The, the theological virtue of love unites us directly to God because it's not mere human love. It's the love in the heart of Jesus Christ, which is the love of God himself. We have a group of men that go to breakfast every morning after a daily Mass, and one of the things we laugh about and we talk about is that there's no such thing as a coincidence Everything happens for a reason, and it's because of what you just said, that God is love, he's with us, and he wants to be connected and in union with us. So everything that we have hap- that happens in our life happens for our salvation and helps us uh, for the greater glory of God. Amen. And, uh, you know, we receive faith, hope, and love at baptism. The grace Through, through the grace of baptism, we receive, of course, uh, we, uh, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, uh, we, and uh, we receive uh, the three theological virtues, faith, hope, and love. And in fact, we receive the whole panoply of supernatural virtues. St. Thomas Aquinas not only talked about faith, hope, and love as supernatural virtues, but he also talked about infused prudence, infused justice, infused fortitude, and infused temperance. Uh, in our previous uh, edition, we talked about the four cardinal or moral virtues, the, th- the four principal virtues of the moral life, prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude. And the way they work is they work through human reason and uh, human effort. And so they grow, they come to be, and they grow and develop through human effort. Well, the infused virtues don't work through human effort uh, in, in that way. Rather, the infused virtues are gifts that are given to us, and they grow through the work of grace. Every time we go to the sacraments, especially the sacrament of the Eucharist, but all the sacraments, 
the infused virtues, the supernatural virtues of faith, hope, and love grow in us and take, take a deeper grip on our personality. Because they are virtues, they too are interior dispositions that incline us to, to the good. In this case, the highest good, God himself. Let, let's take them one at a time. What is faith? So faith, very good. Faith, of course, is the beginning of the life of grace. Uh, that's, uh, again, a gift given to us at baptism that uh, shapes our minds. Faith shapes our intellect in such a way that we can hear God speak to us, that we, we are aware that he is present to us, that he is speaking to us, and that we can come to understand what he's saying to us, that we can understand and accept and assent to the truth that God speaks to us. I'm glad that you made the point that faith is a gift, uh, because I know I've got a couple of sons who are away from the church, and right now they don't have that faith. Even though they had it at one time, for whatever reason, they've either lost it or they're confused about who they are, or who God is, or what, you know, I'm not quite sure, but it is a gift. So my prayer for them is that they receive that gift again, and they're able to receive it, that they have the ability to receive that gift. Well, you know, it's, there, there are a couple ways of looking at that, uh, that we can look at that we don't have faith, or we can look at it in such that we have faith, but it's dormant, and that it's not, it's not growing, it's not developing. Again, faith, as with all the virtues, even the supernatural virtues, have to grow and develop. And uh, whereas the natural virtues of prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude grow through repeated human action and resources, the supernatural virtues, faith, hope, and love, grow and develop not so much through human, repeated human action, but through greater, ever greater acts. So the way faith grows is by ever greater acts of faith, ever greater assent to the truth that God has revealed, ever greater trust that God, um, God's wisdom is far superior to our wisdom. Um, the, that's how the, these virtues grow, through ever greater acts. And so, but faith is and shapes our minds, our intellects. In other words... We need to use our intelligence and our creativity if faith is going to grow um, because it shapes our intelligence. And isn't our faith exercised when we go to Mass and when we pray on a daily basis? It, those are a couple of ways that it can grow. When we, when we go to Mass, when we go to the sacraments, when we listen to the Word of God, when we listen carefully at Mass... When we speak about that, when we listen to Living Bread Radio, <laughs> especially uh, Faith with Father, uh, and all the many good things that Tim Perry says, when we read the Catechism, uh, especially the UCAT for young people, uh, when we read the Bible, uh, when we read spiritual writings, uh, these these all help our faith to grow. So, question three hundred eight asks, "What is hope?" Great. So. Even the people uh, hope, you know, um, what was it? Was it Pandora's box? After everything left, all that was left was hope. All the, all the, after all the evils in the world, what was left was hope. Um, hope is what is left over 
when everything else is gone. <laughs> hope never fails. Uh, the virtue of hope, the theological virtue of hope, the supernatural virtue of hope, is uh, shapes our wills to always rely on God's goodness. That um, we know that God, by the virtue of hope, we know that God will never abandon us. He will never leave us in our sins. He will not leave us to death. He will always come to rescue us. And that's the virtue of hope. When everything else is gone... You know, I was a uh, hospital chaplain at Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York City for a year. And it was interesting to see the different reactions of people who had nothing left but hope in God. In other words, modern medicine couldn't help. Life had pulled the rug out from under. They were suffering from very serious terminal cancers. And life had pulled the rug out from under them. Medical science couldn't help them. All they could do was turn to God and and ask for his help. And that, that that's hope that no matter what happens in our life, we can always turn to God for help. And he and he will always be good to us. There will never be a time when God will not be good to us. He's always there. Even in our sins, God is good to us. There, there is nothing we can do that will prevent God from being good to us. That's hope. So we go to the last uh, virtue. What is charity or what is love? Love. And then love is that union. Love unites. And the theological virtue of love unites us to God because it's not simply any love. It's not simply human love. It's the very love of God himself demonstrated in the heart of Jesus Christ. Everything that Jesus did demonstrated the love of God, was an act of, of all the theological virtues, faith, uh, not faith, um, um, hope maybe, but love, <laughs> definitely. Everything Jesus Christ did was uh, demonstrated the theological virtue of love. That is the love in the very heart of God, the love in the heart of Jesus Christ, the love that comes to us as we are united to Jesus through the grace of the sacraments. And love shapes our heart, our will, just like hope shaped the will, love shapes our wills to always incline us to the highest good, namely God, that we will always seek God in what we do and what we think and what we say and what we feel. That's love. I mean, love is... Every God created love to unite people together. That's the nature of love, to unite people. So every true human love reflects the love that is the love of God himself, because God is love. Don't you think that love, though, is the most overused word <laughs> in, in human creation? Yeah. We love pizza, and songs talk about love, you know, but... It's distorted, isn't it? Yeah, that's why we always need to look at Jesus Christ. We need to turn we need to look at the cross. There on the cross, Jesus demonstrates the highest form of love, obviously, self-sacrificing love, forgiving love, forgiving the people who persecute you, who hurt you, that kind of love. Letting, you know, not seeking vengeance. Um 
and not holding back forgiveness. That's the kind of love that Jesus demonstrates in his life, especially on the cross. Um, and it's that love that works tremendous miracles. I mean, that, that changes human hearts. Um, and uh, that comes from, and that is a gift from God that we receive at baptism and which grows and develops through the grace of the sacraments. You make a great point. Love is self-sacrificing, and, and Jesus is the ultimate sign when we look at the crucifix. I've also heard that love guarantees that you're going to be hurt because it makes you vulnerable. And when you totally give yourself to someone that you care about, they're going to disappoint you because they're human. You know, they're not God, obviously, but they're they're imperfect as we all are. So by loving somebody, you're guaranteeing that you're going to be hurt, but you got to be able to respond with that correctly, remembering that God Himself is love. Yeah, look at what Jesus went through. He was betrayed by his friends. He was um, persecuted for doing good. Uh, he was hated by his own people, his own kind. Uh, you know, who in the, in the Hebrew culture would have been like family. Um, you know, uh, so we can see, we can learn about love as we reflect on all that Jesus experienced. And that's the whole point of the incarnation. That's the whole point of God sending the Son because he so loved the world. Well said, Father. You've been listening to Father Greg Maturi, and this has been Tim Perry, your host with Faithful Father, reminding you that God loves you more than you can imagine. Until next time, bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.